guys welcome back to my podcast um how are you how is your mm-hmm. english how are your days <laughs> oh how have you guys been um so yeah i i know that i said i was coming back with a whole bunch of topics since it's been a while and um you know this episode and this segment is one of those you know important segments that i did mention share with you guys and um, i'm excited for it because you know well you're all trying to see how we can get better at things you know share knowledge and wisdom and some topics that you know contributes to our daily lives um many of us struggle with a lot of things and it'd be nice to have you know conversations that surrounds you know those First of all, self improvement, and then we can catch the vibes, you know, light up the whole place. That's what it's about. It's about rejuvenation, you know, making things new, getting perspective, knowing things, things that we probably haven't heard before or need to know. So, without wasting much of your time, I have a guest with me today. Um, this guest is also my friend, a very, very long time friend and sister. And I felt like, you know, it'd be nice to have a topic with me rather than just like me just speaking speaking on, on this topic by myself and it's the same thing for the other um, episodes that I have planned out for you guys but yeah um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce her and yeah so Zabek do you want to introduce yourself to my listeners hey yo people hey yo <laughs> hey yo <laughs> what up? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Hi everyone. <laughs> Hi everyone. My name is Elizabeth Oshifaluja. Um, I'm a friend, sister, everything in, in you know between all together. You know the <laughs> you, you know how it's going you know what's what's up what's good you know um yeah i'm just excited um to be joining um chinonye on this episode and yeah thank you chinonye for inviting me this is great Hello. love what you do you know thank biggest you. fan uh, yeah, yeah I, that one I would I would uh, kind of I concur I <laughs> I retweet that statement because she's very supportive apparently when she shows me like a Spotify rap I'm like I see my podcast I'm like oh somebody's listening but anyway <laughs> um, I'm glad to have you Elizabeth well we actually we can't see each other which is quite sad but you guys know we always communicate we always always communicate so I'm glad that we have still have that yeah. communication going. So let's dive into the topic of today. Are you ready, Elizabeth? Um, let's give these people something to talk about, something to reflect on. Are you ready? You. Let's go get it. <laughs> okay. So, guys, today's topic um, is focusing on how to deal with disappointment. Technically, that's what it is. And you know, like I did mention. It's the, the self-improvement, you know, segments are always surrounding life topics and 
if we're being honest with ourselves we know that disappointment is something that every human if probably animals too don't even go through that <laughs> depending on how they communicate in their own animal kingdom but we know that in the human world every single human goes through a certain kind of disappointment i don't know how little it is or how big it is but that's a fact right elizabeth yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. so um, I brought her on this topic because I feel she's going to share her intellectual wisdom and um, knowledge yeah, we're <laughs> going to have a little bit of conversation about this topic you know dive into different kinds of disappointment you know the categories and and yeah, you could see that it could be disappointment in relationships, disappointment in um, you know, family, disappointment in pretty much anything that you might be pursuing, um, disappointment in business, disappointment in business, and then um, well, yeah, there are just there just a lot of, a lot of um, places where you can actually be disappointed it could just be like a regular thing for the day it could be like oh you're going to or you you plan out a trip with your family and you're supposed to go to disney island so you know or disney world or whatnot and then you find out that it's closed down for the time that you (laughs) or it can even be like your flight to be honest like you know you're trying to get somewhere um at a certain period of time and then the weather can be bad and you'd be disappointed your flight was cancelled or delayed and all those kind of so, so it could be stuff like that it could even be like you're going to a coffee shop and then you're probably what you're looking for you don't have that at that moment and you just have to be blessed so technically all of that is disappointing right all of those things count so it can be as little as something like in a second you know just for the day or it could be something that you know is long term but we're just gonna talk about you know mainly we're going to even focus on like the serious ones but yeah um elizabeth what do you think of you know disappointment like how do you think like it kind of affects people in general like what do you even just think about that topic what do you have to say let's start with that um personally like i feel like disappointment like you said it can come in a wide variety of forms but i think one thing that um most people don't like to admit or don't like to like pay attention to is the fact that sometimes even when you do not have expectation you can still be disappointed mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. like for example like um there are certain people that have been so used to like being disappointed as kids um i mean everyone would experience disappointment as a ch- i'm sorry mm-hmm. as a child at some point mm-hmm. um but you know some people have just been more disappointed than others mm-hmm. as children by maybe their caregivers or their parents or their guardians or you know 
anybody and they've just just they've just held on to that and they're like okay you know i'm not gonna have any expectation of every, anybody um i'm just not gonna expect anything from anyone you know and they just kind of like zero their mind out and they have zero expectations but still they end up getting disappointed you know and <laughs> can you give an example of the one the the child the the one with kids you know like... no i mean like you know, like when parents promise kids that, oh, I'll get you this, or I'll get you that, That's you know. That's the, the and example then, I'm looking for. <laughs> and then they don't, they don't just show up, or they don't just get it. Or, you know, adults being adults, sometimes yeah. they just forget. Mm-hmm. And they think that you have not forgotten. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, just stuff like that. But then there are other, like, extreme situations where the parents are just very not observant of how their behavior and lack of actions sometimes like impacts the kids like for example if um um, i mean everyone goes through stuff don't get me wrong but kids just do not understand financial situation they don't understand anything Mm -hmm. they don't understand that like grocery like bro one of the biggest things about growing up (laughs) is understanding how much goes into like groceries and food and and rent and all of that stuff and you know like as a child like you do not even realize that parents are so like caught up in all of these things Mm -hmm. all you care about is your gift (laughs) on your birthday Mm -hmm. on christmas day or whatever you know what i mean like that is the only most important thing in your world as a child what your parents has promised you at whatever point whenever so it's like um yes like you know adulting is hard i mean kudos to our parents you know but still like i feel like um this might just be me coming from i may be completely wrong but this is just me coming from a perspective of a single lady mm-hmm. thinking about childhood and you know trying to like plan for the kind of parent i am planning to become mm-hmm. and i'm just like yeah like i feel like it's important for parents to pay attention to the little details because for kids they really don't care about the big stuff like they don't even have they have no clue mm-hmm. about the big stuff it's the little things that matters to them mm-hmm. so when you say oh i'm gonna get you a cake or i'm gonna get you this or i'm gonna get you that like that is the biggest thing in a child's world you know what i mean they don't they don't want to know whether like you spent all of those hours trying to make money to provide the food to provide a roof over their head to provide clothing or whatever all they care about is the cake you promised them they don't care about any other thing in that moment and i think as parents we get so like parents in general because i'm not a parent yet (laughs) so you know like parents get so caught up in which is normal and this is nothing that any parent should feel um like it's not like i'm not i'm not validating that no i feel like those things are important but it's easy for adults and parents to just get so caught up in trying to meet the needs of like food you know clothing shelter and they just forget that the kids only truly care about the minor stuff like most of the time yes they need the basic stuff they need all those other things that you know parents are worried about but what makes up their experience as children are those minor stuff that you tend to forget you know or not pay too much attention to and i think parents need to be careful about that because that will kind of shape 
um, the child because if a parent for example like the parent does every other thing but just doesn't keep promises you know the child will grow up having zero expectation for promises and anybody else that tries to promise them anything will just not believe and they will just not care about promises and that's gonna affect every other relationship in their life do you know what i mean like whether consciously or unconsciously you know the child has just built this um this um wall around themselves where they're so used to being disappointed by their parents and they're so used to like you know the parent not fulfilling promises and then you know maybe friendships or even relationships come into their life and they're like coming the crap i don't want to hear all about all about those like you know promises like you know and we don't realize how much most of those things are like shaped by the childhood experience too so yeah okay so, i think yeah 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 go ahead no no, no. i think I, I feel like that just kind of sums up like you know the aspect of disappointment that people don't always talk about or people don't realize or people don't like to admit like a possible root, like a possible root cause like you mm-hmm. know, from the okay yeah yeah that makes sense so what what i'm getting from what you're saying is that like you know looking from the childhood perspective starting from that um level like people can tend to get to a stage where you, you say something about expectations where they just be like you know they don't believe in the promises like they don't even have hope for that thing um it affects a lot of things in their lives so they in a way what i'm getting is they're expecting that disappointment already before having the the hope and that the promise would be fulfilled is that what i'm getting from what you're saying yeah it's a mixture of both in the sense that like they just don't have any expectations at all or um they just expect disappointment Mm -hmm. and they don't and the flip side of that like the second part of that is that whether you ex- whether you're expecting something or you are not expecting anything at all or you are expecting disappointment you will still be disappointed yeah. there is a high chance that you will still be disappointed at any point it's just like um i was just trying to lay a foundation of like you know disappointment is not just tied to having an expectation mm-hmm. you can have an expectation you can expect disappointment can have zero expectation and you will still get disappointed it is very possible and i was just trying to explain you know some sort of like background some possible explanation for why some people are like oh i don't have any expectation or i'm expecting to be disappointed anyways mm-hmm. but still you know at some point in their life they'll still feel disappointed yeah okay all right okay so yeah. can we like let's say choose a category for example, like a place where we feel like, okay, we can see possible disappointments. I'm talking about, I mean, like the ones that are, the ones that I listed initially, like maybe disappointment with having to start a business, disappointed with, you know, colleagues, disappointment with like relationships, family, and all those stuff. Like, can we just pick one thing um, to kind of like expand on and like connect, you know, examples. can be disappointed in those um those areas and aspects of your lives yeah um so 
so like I said, you know, people can come from any aspect and still end up getting disappointed. And now I feel like you kind of want us to like shift gears mm-hmm. to like kind of talking more about specifics. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like, which do you prefer? Because I'm always excited about <laughs> any aspect. To be, to be honest, <laughs> like, I know we can really literally talk about a whole lot of aspects. But like, yeah. I, I mean, it's, we can, we can talk about, okay, let, let me do this. Let's say we talk about um, those that are expecting something. So when we talk about expectations and disappointment, that like goals. Um, and then we can also take a look at look into the, I mean, like relationship aspect. Um, yeah. Those three things I mentioned to what I started talking about. Okay, so yeah, um, we'll talk about life. I'm back now. Um, life goals and then relationships. You're talking. So- you're talking about something with like, um, you know, transitioning, like school phase. What? Yeah. What were you bringing in with that? Yeah. So you know, kind of like you know tying what i started out talking about Mm -hmm. you know like the old no expectation having some sort of expectation and um just expecting disappointment one can experience all of these three in different forms in any of the different categories that we are kind of like talking about in terms of like maybe um uh, the two I will majorly focus on mm-hmm. are the admission process and mm-hmm. relationship because mm-hmm. those are the ones that I've personally mm-hmm. um, experienced and, um, you know, kind of talking from experience and also talking from things that I've observed too. Okay. Well, um, well, yeah, sorry. I feel like those are the biggest. So, those two specific, you know, <laughs> topics that you, wanna, you, yeah, know, you want to narrow it down to, they're actually important. I feel like it would be good, so... Yeah, let's get to it. So then share with us what. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, so the first one is the admission stuff. You know, like that one comes. That one is a whole different ball game because once you graduate from secondary school, everybody already know. Yeah. That you've graduated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is that expectation that okay, the next step for you is going to college. Mm-hmm. Like it's just automatic. And then everybody will just be all in your business. Like, coming from our culture in Nigeria, where people just don't mind their business. Mm. They just all want to know. Like, they feel like, everybody just feel like they know everything about your life. And they know exactly where you should be. And they know exactly what you should be pursuing. Mm -hmm. And they are always just in your business. And they don't realize that that phase comes with its own stress his own disappointment you know and you're just going through life like reality is you know it's just a point where you just have to navigate your way around things so for me personally i had to take two gap years between when i graduated from high school um to the point where i finally came to the u.s for my um education like for my undergrad undergraduate degree and those two years i feel like 
I was at one of my lowest points um, when nothing was working out. And it's not that I was dumb or I was stupid or anything. Like, nothing was just working out. Trying to study in Nigeria wasn't working out. Trying to study abroad wasn't working out. And these are the things that people experience. Like, these are the reality of things when it comes to, like, applying to colleges. You know, like, you have your low points. There were times that I had zero expectation. I was still disappointed. There were times I had expectations. I was still disappointed. There were times I was expecting disappointment. I was still over disappointed. <laughs> you know? Like, like bro like life just you know throws stuff at you and you just have to like roll with it and and yeah like i tried to apply to colleges in nigeria or they were giving me education college of education i'm like that's a people that want to go and get teacher you know <laughs> you get that kind of thing like it's just so like it was so frustrating for me and to now top it to now talk on everything people come and tell me oh i see you attending this school or you know you are good for this school this is the kind of school you should be applying to in my head i'm like did i tell you that that's the school wait do you know what do you know why like, i call things like that <laughs> especially like when that, that thing you said about like it's especially in our own culture like everybody just wants to know that okay this is for you or just wants to know about your business i'm just like i call that an unearned entitlement entitlement emphasized like why are you so entitled to somebody else's you know that's what I call, that's really what i call it but anyway go ahead <laughs> just wanted to tell you yeah i mean pretty much. i know some people mean well mm-hmm. honestly like i i i understand deep down that yeah. some people genuinely mean well what's that but I feel like people need to also be aware of how much, like, whatever they say, you know, the impact of what they say or do. Do you get what I mean? Like, and also, the thing about disappointment is that sometimes, like, you just don't even expect it. Do you get? Like, it just happens. Like, you know, there are some situations where you, you already know you'll be disappointed. But when it happened, you're like, ah. I did not expect it to hit me like that. That you know, you you just yourself that ah, straight to the bone. Was supposed to happen. I was prepared for it. Do you get that kind of thing? I was prepared for it. Like when you're applying to colleges in America, like you know, you just be applying to many colleges. You like, you know, you you prepare yourself for some sort of rejection. Do you get that kind of thing? But, but like when in that supersede <laughs> what you were expecting. You'll be like, I, I thought I was prepared for this disappointment. Like, Which one is this one again? That like, <laughs> oh, like, no, true, like, true, true. application process, like, admission process can be very frustrating. True. And I think, like, part of dealing with that like never ever feel like you are alone in it like it is just you no you're not the problem you're not stupid you're not dumb like it has nothing to do with you it's just the way the system works Mm -hmm. and several people that you see that have been successful like that's what i tell people and my mom keeps saying the same thing she always tells me that you know if you had not struggled with your application process Mm -hmm. you would never be able to relate with people that are struggling now that are asking you 
for help. And yeah. I completely, 100% agree because I struggled with my own application process and several people, including my younger sisters, you know, when they started struggling with their, um, several of their friends or other people that have, that, you know, who asked me about the whole process when they were struggling with it. So I would just tell them, see, my guy, my sister, my brother, you know, now the, now the way it is, they go. That's how it's happening. You just have to keep, you know, you just have to keep going, keep pushing. You'll be disappointed, but don't let that disappointment just, you know, allow you to throw everything away and that kind of stuff. What are some tips that, let's say for this particular one, like, you know, Decide application process and everything. What are some tips that you probably tried that helped you that you feel like, oh, we can share here and you know, some people can, can work with? Yeah, absolutely. Like, knowing your resources is very important. Like, my first year, I would say the first year when I tried to apply abroad, um, I just did not know what, what, what was up. I just had no clue. And I wasted so much time, so much money, you know, so much effort. And also, don't expect someone else to do the work for you. Like, that's a big no-no. Like, that's a big no-no. Like, I know that there are so many people that other people have done the work for them and they managed to, like, leave the country. But see, it will still catch up with you. America, in America, your daddy and your mommy will not come ahead of you to do registration they will not come and help you to be taking your classes right. they will not help you with anything the agents that is helping you to do the application process <laughs> now they will not be there in the america when you are there or right. the uk or the canada or the australia when you are in the country do you get like i think the biggest thing about being doing the application process yourself or at least being involved in the application yeah. process yourself is because it's preparing you for life when you finally get Get to your final destination like i was so glad like the first year i knew zero nothing about what was going on i had my uh, brother helping me with it i had we had agencies that were like trying to help me with it so i had zero idea what was going on i really wanted to know but just because of the way it was designed you know from Family school and everything. Your parents are the one that will set to levels. All you have to do is just attend class. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> for the most part, carry your like, lunchbox. Some, some, I'm telling you, some, some people cannot relate. I'm happy for you, but for some of us, eh, from the world, yeah, our parents have been the one helping us <laughs> with all of the paperwork. All we just need to do is show up. <laughs> so, so like in the that first year, eh. If there is one thing I'm thankful to God for is the fact that nothing worked out that first year when everybody were trying to help me with everything. Mm. The second year, I finally found a very good advising agency, which is the Education USA Lagos. I absolutely 100% recommend them. They are in the US Embassy. They are a great advising center. Like they just, you know, they just have all the resources there for you, and you can use it. Like I said, you know. Knowing your resource is very important. And once you know the resources that you have at your disposal, like everything else becomes easier. So um, they just offered the um, resources to me. And yeah, and for me, that was already like, I had no idea before. You know, I was eager to be the one, like the boss of 
my own process. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know every single detail about everything that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And the beauty in that is it would also prepare you for your visa interview because when you know the number of schools you apply to, you know why you're applying to those schools, mm-hmm. you know, you were involved in your application process, you you filed, for, like, not filed, but, like, you did your visa processing yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, by the time you get to the visa interview like you already halfway prepared for the interview because you know everything about the application process and that's what i keep telling people if you can be as involved in the process as possible like i know so for some people it's not possible because their parents have like agencies that would help them and whatnot but try and be an adult early because if not they will just throw you inside like (laughs) it's better for you to you know dance your way in or walk your way in now for them to just carry you and just throw you inside the adult world <laughs> when you finally get to the abroad or yeah. wherever you are going yeah <laughs> so yeah those really those are pointers and tips and um pretty much like this this is for you know kind of like what you shared for like people who let's say you're in uh, that part of the world and you're trying to with like school and um and you try to pursue you know different countries western countries putting the work um like she mentioned you might be disappointed you know big time to hit you like a wave but it can be that like from what i'm even getting is that like it can be that maybe we're not even preparing for the first time right and then that yeah little preparation and the disappointment that comes with it you know again after you've kind of like gotten um lessons from you know the first time um and kind of like build yourself work on how you can be independent with the whole process so that at least you will not be lost when you get there according to according to what you say yeah um absolutely but yeah and also it also if even if you are currently in the abroad you are from the abroad you know you are and what we're talking about because anywhere is abroad to anybody. So if you are exactly. in Canada, then Facts. Nepal is abroad to you. If you are in the UK and the US, and Congo is the abroad to you. Uh, France <laughs> is the abroad to you. Yes. So yeah, um, and it, it can be because people are actually, you know, they might try to go to school in other countries that are different from theirs, even if theirs like maybe yeah. have good. Success. I mean, even. Even if it's just in your home country too, mm-hmm. like if it's in your home country. university, yeah, yeah, university, the system is still kind of similar in the sense that if you allow other people do all of the processing for you, by the time you resume school, you will be all alone mm-hmm. or your mm-hmm. on your yeah. own. So the earlier you start learning to be independent, you know, the easier that like adjustments mm-hmm. will be for you. Okay. So yeah. That one in aspect of you guys, we've now we, we, we just focused on you know school, um, we focused on education pretty much. Let me let me kind of like <laughs> categorize it in the, with that word education and disappointment yeah. that come with you know preparations, especially like moving from you know high school phase, secondary school phase to you know the, the university phase because that's like a very big transition disappointments will come especially like coming from you know our system that we know you write jam 10 times 100 times 
they will give you course that you don't want uh-huh. or school that you don't want to go to um, but yeah just keep on trying be independent be active in your process and um, and uh, have options have options open you have um, some VCs and everything uh, but you keep on trying if it's one thing that you're pursuing try that and um, integrate like things that you've learned and add those new things you strategize but yeah let's go into the relationship phase now so disappointments in relationship it could be anything um, it doesn't have to be romantic it could be relationship in fact even relationship with God says relationship with family relationship in general but that's the other category that you wanted to touch on right yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. That's my that's my that's my baby. That's right the, there. That's the that's the main one. That's the that's the meat of discussion. <laughs> that is the ginger phase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean I care about so many other things, but I just feel like relationship is just like it just has my heart. Like mm-hmm. because everything just brings out a relationship. Okay, so disappointment in relationship, like I said earlier, you know, whether you have expectation or not, or whether you're expecting disappointment, disappointment will shock come, <laughs> especially in relationship, because people are unpredictable, even you yourself, you are unpredictable, you know, when it comes to like, um, dealing with God, like, ah, my good God, like, you know, when you just, when you're just expecting something from god hey <laughs> and, and you know they'll tell you that or you know there is this you know saying that prayer is supposed to make your will align with god's will do you get what i mean it's so hard sometimes to keep praying when you just feel like what you really want <laughs> it's like as if god is not is telling you that he's not his will do you get what I mean? Yeah. And that can be so like hard to accept. Mm. Or like when or sometimes when you feel like uh-uh, no, this thing that I've been praying about almost is God will for my life. It is sure he's God will for your life, but it's not until maybe a year or two later. Right. Yeah. Or a semester after. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand that right. kind mm-hmm. But for you, you want it here and now. Do you grab mm-hmm. like or more that disappointment when you are so sure yeah yeah like when you're so sure that almost it is happening now like it is happening now and you've prayed you fasted you know you've done your part you've used a peace within you Mm -hmm. and then everything just (laughs) (laughs) and then everything just it just scatter you're like God, I thought we've said to this matter. Yeah. <laughs> was there a broken transmission when I was praying? What's going on? Angels, he did not carry my message. Where were you? Hi. When I was praying this prayer, where were you? Oh, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you. And you will not be asking yourself that. But God, I got confirmation. Like, <laughs> like, but still, like, disappointment will happen. And it just reminds us that, you know, Whenever we pray, you know, what, you know, how we pray like Jesus prays, you know, when he mm-hmm. said, you know, not, Jesus really prayed that prayer of like, I want this cup to pass over me. Yeah. And then, but he added that, not my will, but your will. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Every time I get disappointment like, like that, 
like in relation to like God and like whatever I'm asking him or you know whatever situation that just involves God I'm just even other people too I just come to the conclusion of like you know what God like not my will but your will and that just gives me a peace that supersedes any other peace and I feel like that helps me like you know deal with that disappointment it might take me a while right Oh, because yeah. I'm human. Yes. But like you know, after all the whole like yeah, five stages of grief or no, what, no. what this to God right. yeah, yeah, five stages of grief. <laughs> <laughs> Got through all, all the pain. Exactly. Anger, bargaining. Yes. Ah, God, if if you give me, give me this one, I will do this. <laughs> and then My you have sister, to accept. After you shall, you shall get that acceptance, yeah, you, get that you know, you just be like, God, like, not my will, but your will, mm-hmm. you get, so, yeah, I feel like, personally, that's with God aspect, um, yes. in terms of relationship, like, friendship, um, I'll start with friendship, and then I'll end with, like, um, dating, oh my God, I'm so, in terms of friendship, yeah, yeah, <laughs> in terms of friendship, yeah, I feel like, there is some sort of expectation that always comes from like friendship. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody has some level of expectation from each other. Do you get? Mm-hmm. And um, and personally, I do this subconsciously. Like if I put you on a high pedestal, yeah, and unconsciously, you know, based on like my interaction with you over time. I kind of like, you know, have some expectation from you, yeah? Mm-hmm. But if you just act out of character or yeah. that acting out of character now becomes your new character, you just kind of like, you know, I get disappointed. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like disappointment also comes when someone is not consistent anymore mm-hmm. with who they used to be or they just suddenly switch up on you and you were not ready for that change mm-hmm. do you get and i feel like that happens a lot with friendships and um that's where disappointment comes in for me yeah. in terms of friendship it's like it's either i have some level of expectation of you or i'm already like you know what it's something you can do mm-hmm. do you understand what i mean mm-hmm. and then when you just act out of character or like you just do something worse than what i thought you could do mm-hmm. or something um, worse than what I do not expect you to do. Do you get like, let yeah. me say, for example, I had good expectation of you, like, you won't snitch on me or you won't like talk bad about me behind my back. Or if something happens, then, uh, let's say, for example, sorry, like, let's say things are rosy and then something happens and then you don't yeah, like, like well, good friends, betray, like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're my G, like, mm-hmm. like, you've never, like, said anything bad behind my back like there is that level of expect like you've always been saying good things behind my back do you get that kind of thing so we've already achieved that level of expectation of each other that okay we're not gonna say anything bad about each other behind our backs yeah but then like you just suddenly switch up and then i'm now hearing that you're saying bad stuff Mm. or like when i confront you with it you're not like it's not like i said there's anything wrong now Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing right of course, I'll be disappointed because mm-hmm. I'm like, we've already achieved that level of, you know, friendship where 
I thought we had each other back, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm that kind of friend that I won't just base what I hear about you mm-hmm. on what other people say. I will confront, confront you with it. Yeah. And if you can, exactly, and if you can, you know, beat your chest in front of me that I said what I said, that's not how you're behaving. Like, that's more than enough confirmation for me that, bro, you've disappointed me. Do you get that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a different thing for someone to say something behind your back and they should be sincerely sorry about it. Like they did not honestly mean to say that. Like it just happened. Things like that happen. We're whole humans, you know. Sometimes we'll be in the heat of the moment or whatever the discussion is happening, whatever conversation is going on, we might we might just unconsciously or consciously, you know, say something. Maybe you are angry with your friend at that moment. You might just say something bad about them in that moment because you are angry. Do you get what I mean? But like later on, when you when your friend confronts you about it, you know you feel genuinely sorry about what you said. You know it's a different thing. But someone that honestly, you know, meant what they said behind you, and they're like, it's not like I see my light against you now. You know that kind of thing, that attitude. Wow, <laughs> like wow, do you get that kind of? Thing? That's why me personally, I like confronting people with what I hear about, like, whatever I hear that they said, because I truly want to know your intention. Right. Did you really mean it? Mm-hmm. Or it was just the mistake and you're truly sorry? Because there are two different things. And I feel like that brings me to my conversation about relationship too. I am a person that is big on, well, I've never actually officially been in a relationship and nobody can come here and come and tell me that I've ever dated them because I've never dated them. <laughs> I don't know you. Are you hearing? You <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hope you can hear. So nobody can claim me anywhere. Whosoever I be like to whosoever. <laughs> because I feel they like that's a huge trend now. Yeah. Some people will be lying that they've dated you. I don't know. Is it your dream? <laughs> <laughs> me, myself, I know myself. You can come and say it out in the public. Yeah. I've never dated anybody. Wait. But... I have found myself in a situation mm. and personally I don't recommend situationships because it's just unnecessary stress and headache mm. and it's not worth it for the kind of personality I am like I've always you can already tell by now because I've said it several times mm. I like owning things too I say whatever I'm saying with my full chest mm. and even in my friendships and in the relationships in my life, I will confront you directly yeah. about whatever I hear behind the back or whatever that kind of thing. So one thing I noticed, yeah, yeah, one thing I noticed about like dating and relationship that you know can cause disappointment is that same thing. When I confront you about something, like same thing with friendship, you know, there's a big difference between okay you know i did something wrong i'm genuinely sorry about that i'm gonna change you see the tricky thing about dating or situationships or you know that that hard relationship thing is the fact that someone can actually apologize but that does not mean that they meant it though yeah oh yeah do you get what i mean like it, it now it now brings it to three categories the first one of okay this person said something wrong or they did something wrong and they genuinely meant it and they are genuinely apologizing for that you know and they make amends they change character they change behavior in lines with that that is the first category 
second category this person apologizes but after that they are not changing jack about them they go back but going back to the square one they go back to do the same thing again they come back apologize and you're like ah what's going on <laughs> that one is very common in situation that's why i'm like yeah. that's not my tea. <laughs> i see i saw i'm done with that mm-hmm. i'm not interested that's i feel like that kind of thing self sometimes you just find yourself in that kind of thing and you're like wait oh. so i've been in a situation what kind of rubbish is this <laughs> do you get do you get that kind of thing yeah. so like that's the second category the third category is where someone does something wrong but they don't realize they've done anything wrong which is a, which is similar to what i said about Ooh, that friendship yeah. where you confront them with it and they're like uh-uh it's not now that's what everybody does ask your friends mm-hmm. do you get that kind of thing and you are just in shock mm-hmm. and like what are you saying <laughs> do you understand that kind of thing so oh i think there's also a fourth category of just denial okay. you know they just deny everything mm. it's not true it's not true if despite the truth of the matter and not the evidence it's not true it's not true it's not true you know that one is any cancel <laughs> All those denials in face of truth, all those ones are already cancelled. But you see, the one that is the most disappointing, mm. I'm, I'm sort of talking from experience now, so I'm yeah. a little biased on this one. The most disappointing one is the one where you confront them with the truth, yeah. and they have like you've always known that is the truth, mm. and they did not do anything wrong. I'm like, if I had always known that that's the situation of things, for example, let's say um, you and someone are talking, yeah, and then, uh, what kind of example can I give? I'm trying, to, I'm really trying so hard mm-hmm. to like think about something. Like, they just know something, they just know that you're not cool. Or let's just assume they claim they do not know that you are not cool with whatever you know stuff that is going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Let's say um, situations of where you know open relationship is not a common thing. Yeah. Among people of our age, yeah. Mm-hmm. But how can? But she be is between the two partners now. Right. Yeah. Both of them will agree. The initial, yeah, yeah. They have to make that. There is an open relationship. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. <laughs> if one person is not aware there is an open relationship, mm-hmm. what does that make the other person? Mm. You are a, you are you are a, you are a zuzu. I'm sorry, let me English. <laughs> you are a You are a. I don't want to use four. It's too deep. But you're pretty much kind of blindsided in that relationship you don't know what's going on exactly you are blindsided thank you do you get what i mean and i feel like (laughs) you see this is so now imagine for example now imagine you now confronting the person that you are acting like we're in an open relationship Mm -hmm. and then the person is like is that not what we were doing from the beginning <laughs> you, you, do you get that? I feel like that's a perfect example. I'm not saying that that's what. Yeah, do you get what I mean? That's just one 
one example of that kind of situation you know like you did not communicate that i know that this is something that is very important do you get but because it is benefiting you do you understand what i'm saying because it is benefiting you you intentionally omitted that and you were not being honest about that aspect yeah do you get like i feel like the biggest thing about dating that people don't realize is you're preparing for a marriage relationship where you have to be selfless you have to be selfless and most of the problems caused in dating even in marriages today is because people are trying to be selfish in a relationship that requires them to be selfless open relationship only benefits the person that is that is able to go and sleep around do you understand what i mean the other person being in the exclusive relationship especially when it's just one person that wants the open relationship do you get what i mean like if both of them want it they are being selfish for each other but do you get what i mean the way relationship is designed at least biblically your body is your partner's body yeah in marriage their body is yours so everything you're doing you're supposed to put your partner in perspective do you understand what i mean so if i feel like if more people are thinking about our relationship in that lens we would have less of the disappointments that we have today so talk about finances hmm. okay because i was about to ask us like so those kind of, so for example sorry for example the the example you gave um in relation to you know um the um open, the open relationship. relationship yeah and then yeah. you have that partner that goes about to do that and you guys have that communication in the initial stage that this is what i'm trying to pursue hopefully we're on this on the same page and like what kind of disappointment would you say disappointment in like oh i wasn't expecting this from you or you know they're like i'm generally disappointed with the whole thing yeah like for example if you're if you are thinking i mean anybody would be disappointed do you understand what i mean like it's, it's just like saying like um if you were expecting a christian based relationship and your partner tells you that or you did not even your partner did not tell you you are the one that confronted the partner mm. about the fact that why is the partner behaving like as if it's an open relationship obviously there is already a disappointment there because you know that that relationship has to end right there and then yeah because it is not biblical anymore mm-hmm. you know and that's one thing that even the culture you see like relationship is kind of like tricky because if we want to talk about biblical relationships i would get so many people upset by just listening to me talk mm-hmm. because culture has taught us that you know sex is okay outside of marriage biblically is wrong mm-hmm. you're not supposed to have sex before marriage living together is okay culturally i mean you're dating each other you you know you can live together biblically that is wrong mm-hmm. so if we start talking about the different things that culture allows in dating relationship those things are biblically wrong and if a person does not even have the understanding of biblical standard for dating 
that's a big problem to start with so it's like it's like a person that has a full understanding of biblical dating being in a relationship with someone that has zero idea about biblical dating you'll be disappointed do you get what i mean so like open relationship is just the extreme of these things that we're talking about simple things like okay um the man has to be born again if your partner is not born again and is pretending to be born again Mm. that's a big problem that is a huge disappointment do you understand what i mean Mm -hmm. like so many different things before even the sex or anything else that can already spell the doom of a relationship when one partner has a specific mindset and the other partner does not have that same mindset like for example i was listening to a message i think it was um, pastor kingsley okoko wife mudred okoko where she was talking about she was dating this guy for years i can't remember whether she said five or seven years don't quote me on that i can't remember how many years she was dating that ex-boyfriend before she met uh, Pastor Kingsley Okonkwo, but she said you know, she just had an expectation of the kind of Christian he is and the kind of things that you know, he was a Christian he was a genuine born again, okay this is even a born again Christian Mm. Uh and you know the Holy Spirit just stood that asking if you know, you decide to go into ministry, he will have any problem with it she's like, you know like who, which Christian we have problem with you going into ministry or like becoming pastor or you know that kind of thing now mm. like nobody should have a problem with it as per Christian mm. and she asked the guy born again Christian the Baba said no the Baba said no it's true now Baba said no he said he doesn't want his wife to be involved in anything pastoral or ministerial and she was shocked she was disappointed. <laughs> Even myself, I was disappointed for her. I would have given her tissue that day. <laughs> because I would have told her that, ah, sorry, Mao. Is that time you broke up? <laughs> you know, it doesn't even have to be the extreme stuff. Like, it can be little things as just simple values. You know, if the person is not on the same page with you. Like, I wrote a blog post about, like, questions you should ask yourself you know or your partner you know before you commit in one of my blog posts um, oh yeah by the yeah. way you guys uh Elizabeth is a blogger please 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 yes yes <laughs> a blogger so i'm gonna put her link um to the description box please oh please yeah so rollerexpress.com you can go check it out i'm not trying to promote my website right now i just thought about it while i was talking about this yeah. but one of the questions was do your values align I feel like when the values don't align, like it's a big turn off, it can cause disappointment because you just be in shock. Please ask for in dating, eh? please don't be shy to ask any question that comes to your mind. Just ask. It's better to ask mm-hmm. than to not know. Mm-hmm. Like that, no, 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 for real. That's something that I've learned mm-hmm. in dealing with like the opposite sex. Like, you know, I am always very hesitant in asking certain questions. I don't know why. Mm. I guess, like, it's just because, like, I just never knew how important, like, those questions were. And it's easy to, to just assume. You might think that you're not assuming certain things, but the truth of the matter is you can assume so many things. And then eventually when you finally ask that question, you'll be like, you cannot just ask this from the very beginning. I would have saved myself all of this drama and this headache. Mm. Because people, newsflash, nobody is like you. 
not everybody thinks like you that's something that i have to come to terms with like that doesn't mean i'm stupid well i make some stupid decisions that's the only reason yeah. why i'm on this podcast yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just to show how human I am and how stupid I can be sometimes, or you know, we all make mistakes. But one thing I've I've come to accept and be okay with is ask the questions. Just ask the questions super early in the relationship because you don't want to get emotionally involved with someone that you should have never been emotionally involved with at all from the beginning if you had just asked the right questions. And there's so many books out there, so many messages out there that will tell you what kind of question you should ask. Like, for example, you want to know where the brother stands. For Like, this is Christian perspective, or please, mm-hmm. before anybody come for me. If you want to no. date biblically, mm-hmm. biblically Christian standard, you better know where the brother stand, stand or the sister stand in terms of, you know, are they born again or not born again? And that starts with you knowing where you stand because you cannot tell. <laughs> if you don't know the truth of the matter yourself, you cannot see another truth. So you have to know that, okay, I am born again Christian and then you're looking for another born again Christian because the Bible had already made it clear, do not be on the poly yoke and ask all of the questions you need to ask to get that answer because once you get emotionally involved it will be very difficult for you to not be unequally looked so you can avoid disappointments in life so how does that that tie down to you know patience that you mentioned initially i feel like we can tie this to yeah patience and reflection and what was the other thing i said said, um, um seek knowledge yeah, seek knowledge. So I feel like, you know, kind of like from what we talked about in terms of um, education, relationship, one of the biggest things that Eve notice is a pattern is the seeking of knowledge. I'm not talking about going to school. Though. I mean, that one can be part of it. If you want to be a marriage counselor, to get a degree and be advising people. But in general, people think that they don't have to read books. See, there is one thing that me personally, I know that some people will fight me for this, or some people will just roll their eyes at me for this. But please and please, please and please, there is a big difference between somebody that has been reading book on marriages and reading, you know, statistics on what is common than you basing your life experience on somebody else's life experience. There are people that have been married for years. That one does not mean that their marriage is successful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please. Nobody should be angry about this. No, it happens. It's fact. There are so many people that have been married for years and they still divorced. What what will we say happen? Was their marriage successful? Or their marriage was not successful? What am I driving at? Knowledge is key. And the knowledge does not have, sometimes it comes with experience, but sometimes it also comes with actually reading books, actually understanding the statistics, actually, you know, reading the Bible. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many headaches that people will save themselves from if they can just have those conversations with other people. Like for me personally, there are so many relationships that God has saved me from because of the kind of conversation that I've had with my mom, 
with my mm. Christian brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. you know, being open, you should have an accountability partner. Like that comes with knowledge because you are trying to get knowledge from them too. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's you knowledge can come from anywhere, from the Bible, yeah. from messages, from books, from even other people that you know inspire you. Like it can come from anywhere, but please be very careful of what, what you feed on. Mm-hmm. Bible as Christians, now going back to Christianity, as yeah. Christians, Bible is our final authority. Mm-hmm. Any message that is in contradiction to the Bible, you should not be listening to those garbage. Mm-hmm. Like messages on, it's okay to move in together before marriage. Why in the Bible did they talk about that kind of thing now? Story alone. <laughs> it's not in the Bible, mm-hmm. it is wrong. You will fornicate when you do that. People need to be like I feel like people are like people people are sinning with their full chest on the streets, going about bragging about how much they sin, and yet they expect that me as a believer, I cannot brag about what I know about scripture. Do you get what I mean? I will say it anyway with my full chest. Mm-hmm. When you move it together before marriage, you are prone to fornicate, mm-hmm. and that's the truth. And people need to understand that. Like, there are so many things that culture will encourage us to do that is not biblically right. And if we say we want to stand for Christ, Jesus, as I already said, we are not called to conform to the world. We are, called to, we are called to be different. We are called to stand out. And the only way the world can see that we are different is when we live by the gospel. And the, the, well, the Bible that they are reading. So how will we know what is in the Bible if we don't read the Bible ourselves or if we don't listen to people that are teaching the scripture do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. so it's like we need to seek that information and in terms of patience oh my goodness in everything almost one thing I've learned about working with God and you just have to be patient you just have to be patient I've heard so many stories of women saying that ah that man was my husband I saw the vision and this and that kiniko kiniko or like you just have to be patient because sometimes you just don't know whether it is your flesh that is leading you mm-hmm. you just don't know whether it is the spirit of god that is leading you and the only way you can tell is just to be patient is it i've always heard this saying of it's better to be slower than the will of god than to be faster than the will of god mm. because what if what you are focusing on is not the will of God? That friendship you are pursuing, that college that you are pursuing, that um, that admission that you want, that school you want to go to. And this brings me to the point of knowing when to quit or knowing when to take a step back and knowing when to reflect. You know, we've, we've been saying a lot of amazing things about, you know, how to handle um, disappointment, how to not give up on something, mm-hmm. you know, going for what you want. But we also need to point out that there are times when you just have to quit yeah. and give up. During my application process, I really genuinely wanted to go to an Ivy League. Ivy Leagues are schools that have high reputation statistically and what yes. not, IGPA, you know, yeah. prominent schools, for the those prestige, yeah. and all of those things. But during my application process, I just had to give myself pep talk mm-hmm. and be like, Elizabeth, see, <laughs> Calm down. you are a very, you are a very smart young lady. You are yes. intelligent. You are brilliant. You are amazing. Mm-hmm. But right now, Ivy League 
is not where you should be applying to is not where you should go why because you have all of these dreams it didn't make sense until after i got into college because if i had gone to an ivy league i would have just spent my entire college career trying to have a igpa but the fact that i didn't go to an ivy league I was able to have the high GPA while also being able to do other things that I enjoyed doing. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until after that everything started making sense. Mm -hmm. But before, when the iron was hot Mm -hmm. and the diamond was burning, Mm -hmm. before it was refined, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my sister, it was in fire. (laughs) My sister, it was in fire. I was so confused. I did not even know the bearing and distance of my future. And you are not telling me to give up on the one thing that I've been holding on to. It was hard. But, you know, when I finally let it go, and I was like, you know what, wherever you want to take me, God, like, just take me there. It even got to the point where the school that I finally attended, when the admission, the international admission officer came, I was even thinking the school was an Ivy League. I was not planning to apply. He came and was talking about his school. I was like, I'm not going to Ivy League, he said. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, no, this school is not an Ivy League. Just apply. You know, it's a regular school. I'm like, eh, it's not Ivy League. Okay, I will apply. Yeah. it. <laughs> oh, so, I just got to that point where I don't think he don't told myself, Ivy League or not Ivy League, I'm not interested in it. I just want to go to school. Right. <laughs> so, sometimes you just have to learn to give, not necessarily give up, but to quit pursuing something that is not the will of God for you. And this is where many people have like destroyed their destiny in terms of dating, in terms of um, friendships, in terms of even their relationship with God, in terms of admission. It can be in anything. Like there are so many ladies going after guys that they are just not the will of God for you. I will say that again. If you are a lady listening to me right now, and you know for sure that the guy that you are pursuing, you have heard it times without number. God has been telling you he is not for you. Please trust that the will of God is better. Never settle. My brother, my sister, mm-hmm. whether you're a guy or a lady listening to me right now, mm-hmm. if it's an admission, um, a relationship, a friendship that you've just been holding on to, you've placed that thing above God, please let it go. Yes. The will of God is so much better. Mm-hmm. It's so much better than anything that you can ever hold on to. It will just take away your peace. It will take away your joy. It will just leave you stressed and frustrated and demoralized. And that is not the will of God for you. God has already said, I have a plan for you to give you an expected end, to give you hope. And you need to trust him and hold on to God's word rather than holding on to anything that this world has to offer. If nothing else encourages you, the fact that this world will pass away, should be what you should hold on to so yeah that's how i just feel about that and in terms of reflection i am a big fan of reflections i tell all my friends this like i reflect sometimes after my day is done i'm tired of looking at my phone i just lay in bed and reflect 
on my birthdays i like to reflect new years i like to reflect any special occasion sometimes beginning of the month i like to reflect you know most times we just get so caught up sorry we just get so caught up in in what's next what's next like for someone with my personality i just like to go for it like i always admire people that can just chew and be like i'm taking a break and that's it they're not thinking about the next step Um, i admire you guys but i cannot be like that i'm sorry (laughs) i have to plan i have to know what's next in my calendar and it's not that i don't take breaks over i like to i like my breaks i like my sleeps but I need to know what is happening after that break and sleep. <laughs> That's how I am. I mean, it could have been toxic. It, it got toxic at some point, but I've been working on it to make sure that I am prioritizing my own health, my own physical health, my mental health, you know, all of that thing. But still, like, you know, we get into that, that cycle of just going, 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 going. And then we are just consumed with just this disappointment that we forget to just relax and reflect and be like wait what are the good things i've accomplished aside from this minor disappointment here and there and reflection is great because you can just think about all of the things you're grateful for all of the things that god has done you know and then be able to you know like just thank God for everything that he has done, mm-hmm. you know, up until that moment. You know, when I start getting stressed or like feeling discouraged, I just always hear the Holy Spirit just say, relax, breathe. With, okay, with, with what this, has been working? Yeah, with this phrase, you say, let go and let God. I don't know if you've heard that phrase mm-hmm. before, yeah. Yeah, people use it as a blog post title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you remember the tomatoes, I don't know if you've seen it, but... It was a story that I wrote about tomatoes, but oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think I've read that one, but yeah, I'll check that one out. Yeah, I can see the picture in my head right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm just a vlog addict or something. <laughs> I don't know what to call myself. But yeah, I just love my vlog so much. But yeah, continue what you're saying. Yeah, no, I was just adding to that. I was like, it's just like having that phrase when you said, I'm just taking a break, taking a step back, like, and just pausing for a second to reflect mm-hmm. so it's pretty much yeah um it's actually very important it's very vital because like you said you just keep on clouding yourself with a lot of disappointments when you can probably just pause for a second and be still and analyze everything around yourself and like you said even like you know looking at other, other things that are actually going right you know other things mm-hmm. that you've done correctly or not even like oh done correctly but like you can see that okay this thing has gone well it's gone nice for me versus like just focusing on you know one major thing or like that you know that literally is causing this heavy disappointment for you but like i'm just adding to what you said um that was why i put in that phase of like let go and let go but yeah glad that we had this conversation you guys i am so sorry <laughs> uh, a free, like i said before and i'm saying again it's a freestyle episode we're just letting everything that you know comes to mind flow and that's the essence so i apologize if it's long but it's actually at the same time interesting so just take your time and listen to this sit down relax you're holding your um hot chocolate or you're holding your coffee or your tea 
or you know your stacks whatever it is so you cuddle up in your blanket and you just digest this episode it dilutes everything kind of like absorb all the information that we found on here because to be honest like um topics like this they're extremely important it's good to have different different important perspectives and um if there's the angles and areas that you've not been thinking of before pretty much with them probably hear something that can trigger those things and then you want to like again like elizabeth said reflect so lizzie is there anything else you want to add if not this has been an actually an amazing conversation um pretty much like almost what i was trying to do is like just you know kind of let you take over but i knew that like once everything was initiated everything will flow you'd you would yeah. give us what you have to give us concerning this topic and actually i'm glad i shared every single thing that you shared different aspects um in life that you can connect um disappointment to and yeah yeah do you have any any final statement before we round up this podcast yeah i mean like yeah you said it all like <laughs> I'm that kind of person that once we just, you know, get started, you know, like it just keeps coming and we just talk about things and I'm super thankful for the opportunity (laughs) to be able to like have this conversation with you. Um, Yeah, I feel like the Holy Spirit was involved. (laughs) It definitely was involved. And yeah, I I mean... When I saw that, I was just like, you know, I was thinking, I was like, okay, uh, I have to get back to you know my one of my babies. I have to get back to my podcasting. You know, like these are topics. Topics yeah. that I want to discuss because I'm like I need more of the self improvement topics. And I know there are just a lot of things out there that we can talk about, and I'll keep on doing that. And then I was like, okay. So I just like freestyle and draft up stuff in my notes phone and i just like okay how to do with this appointment okay can i bring because it's not something i just there's some topics that i'll be like okay i'll talk about this myself but there's some i'm like can i bring in you know to yeah. talk about this and i was just like you know what let me just i'll i'll, I'll choose elizabeth without your name there like let me reach out but i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad yeah because i feel like you know we've both like kind of learned a lot from this conversation and i'm Hopeful that like you know the listeners will grab one or two things from there. Um, whichever one qualifies for you, matches for you, pick that, gain something, reflect if this if some of these things we've mentioned have triggered some thoughts, or you know, oh I was in this situation too, or I'm currently in this situation, take some time to kind of like absorb all the information here, all the you know, knowledge that's been shared and on what you have to work on and please you can keep on if you forget something uh, you know, there's this tip that they mentioned go back replay from beginning yeah so it will extend and then pick up that tip and for that saying i'm just in a way that you can go back and keep on listening and listening to podcasts but um <laughs> yes but um thank you so much elizabeth for this episode yeah thank, thank you, you so much for having me, me. um yeah, it's been really fun. I really enjoyed it. I don't even feel like I mean, some people know if they see the time, they'll be like, Oh my god, this is long, but really, it didn't even feel that long because we've been, yeah, it's just been flowing really, really nice.
so um you guys you guys know the drill thank you guys once again for listening keep on listening um if you're you're an od you know the drill like share follow subscribe whatever it is that you can do do please share and and listen and listen if you want to reach out like i said we have the new features um i'm also going to add that to this where we have the q and a if you have a question for uh, me or you have a question for elizabeth i'll to give her the questions and then she has a response fine but that's a new feature so i would really love for us to utilize that a little bit yeah that's a new feature we anchor where you can actually have a q and a and a poll mm-hmm. yeah so i'm glad for that new idea. that's cool so yeah so that we can we can get have the chance to interact with our listeners and stuff so i'm glad but yeah and if you're new to this podcast thank you for joining and um yeah i'll see you guys in the, in the next episode uh, elizabeth do you want to kind of like sign sign up yeah, peace out, everybody. You know, go and conquer the world for Jesus. Amen, oh, amen. Go and shine. Go and light up the world. Shine, oh. Yes, yes. Come on now. Bye. Bye, everyone.